With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people it gives me a lot of hope if you liked locatora before you're gonna love season nine subscribe to our show and you'll see why locatora is your prima's favorite podcast listen to locatora radio as part of the michael Cultura podcast network available on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts carol g juan gabriel christina aguilera what do these three have in common you mean apart from impeccable style, chart-topping canciones, and drama? Facts, yes, all of the above are correct. But most importantly, they're some of the biggest Latin icons in the world. And they're just a few of the game-changing Latin stars we're covering in Becoming an Icon Season 2. Listen to Becoming an Icon on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. This is the best of the Jason Smith Show on Fox Sports Radio. Of course he's going to the Dodgers. Why? You can say till you're blue in the face, oh, the Phillies are in it, other teams are in it. The Orioles are going to go for the big market teams and their big market prospects. They're just more valuable. If you hear, hey, if you can get the, the a top player from the Dodgers organization or a top player from the Phillies organization, you are always going to lean towards, well, I want a top player from the Dodgers organization. You would want, if I get a top player from the Yankees organization or a top player from the Rays organization. You want the Yankees. Doesn't mean a guy's any better, any worse. Could be You could have a great guy coming up in the Rays, but people are always going to want what the bigger teams have, what the teams with more success bringing up minor leaguers because every guy the Dodgers bring up is great. Max Muncy, look at Max Muncy hitting 145. Now Max Muncy's in the home run derby and the guys playing second base could be an all-star for years to come. The Yankees brought up half of their team last year and now they're going to be in the World Series every year for the next 10 years. 
That's who they're going to get. I always thought it was between the Dodgers and the Cubs, and the Dodgers would wind up getting him because the Dodgers wind up needing him more. And so it's no surprise that teams like the Phillies or who are the Brewers are dropped out because whatever the Orioles want, they will want the Dodgers package more than they'll want smaller teams. Well, and that's the the thing is you got the track record here of this the way this organization has been run the last few years. You get rid of a prospect in Diaz at 21 years old. Uh, he'll turn 22 in October. Uh, at this point, still trying to find exactly where he is in the development curve. Six home runs, 30 RBI, 314 batting average all around, getting it done. Uh, eight stolen bases on the year in his minor league career, 24 steals and a 288 hitter. So certainly you're banking on all the success that they've had bringing guys through. Muncie comes over from Oakland, whatever they find in the tape and in his history to fix his swing and all of a sudden he's a monster now there's a new manny comes through as you joked on twitter all the manny wood from manny ramirez coming in he was la looking when he showed up on the red carpet for his arrival today wearing a suit with no mm-hmm. shirt on underneath it he was he was full on ready to go two button suit that's hollywood, hollywood man. look that's man hollywood, that's man. it no shirt the question becomes did the the orioles get enough Mm. Well, I mean, for the Dodgers, you get one. You get the, the prospect. Is, you'll get walk some walk away because you know we, right. we talk about so much about Degrom and Syndergaard, which are two guys who the Mets you know want to try to give away. But they have eleven GMs, and I'm one of them, and I got to sign no, off on right. the trades. Wow, they've expanded, but they're multiplying. Like oh yeah, Eva. oh yeah. There's many more. How about that? But the thing is, is the reason you can get a a King's ransom is they're under team control for another couple of years. Sure. So you're getting these guys. You don't have to worry about paying them. When you're a walkaway, you got to get what you get. Well, but it's still, but it still seemed in in this scenario that you had enough potential suitors, especially with the second wild card in play and trying to keep your fan bases happy. That as we sit here on what is today, the seventeenth, mm-hmm. you still got two Very weeks. Good. Well, just doing the math, right? Two weeks from today is your trade deadline. That you'd still have enough teams involved that it wouldn't be one prospect. Now there may be another involved. There may be a major leaguer to make the money work, etc. But it seemed that you were still in a position where if you had legitimately had that many suitors, and that's where you play the cloak and dagger and you know shell game of how serious some of these teams were with what they were bringing to the table, that you'd get more than a guy who isn't major league ready, right? You're mm-hmm. still talking about developmental, probably another two, two years plus in the minor leagues for Machado. Now Adam Jones may be going out the door too, so that would be – your two faces of your franchise, the only two guys anybody could pick pick out in the lineup there in Baltimore. But it just seems like you'd have more of a position of power with two weeks left and so many teams still circling around. Or did you finally just say, we're tired of this story and we need to move the narrative and just move on? No, I, I think I, if I'm the Orioles, this is how I would I would surmise how things went, is that they liked Diaz. They liked him a lot. But... If we can get two guys from the Phillies, maybe we'll do that. And the Phillies, look, they brought up a lot of young guys, too. They've been very successful. Them and the Braves this year, look, they're at the top of the NL East because all their players have come together and come together once. That's great. So they probably, well, if we can get two guys from the Phillies, maybe we'll do it. And the Phillies, I'm sure, balked at it and said, you know what, that's a little bit too much. And so, okay, we're going to take this offer from the Dodgers. Be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith Show weeknights at 11 p.m. Eastern, 8 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app.
the Manny Machado trade, uh, we're going to have a different angle on it here for a couple of minutes because, as, as we've told you, Ken Rosenthal reporting, with more certainty, Machado to the Dodgers is done. The Dodgers will send an outfield prospect to the Orioles. There could be another prospect, depending on whether or not the Orioles give the Dodgers luxury tax money. But I know Major League Baseball was concerned, and there's always the concern we don't want league business stuff happening to take away from the pageantry of an event. You know, they don't want any league news to happen during the Super Bowl, no league news to happen during the World Series, no league news to happen during the NBA Finals, during the All-Star Games. But I got to be honest, during the All-Star Games, it kind of juices it up, especially when it involves a player who was playing in the All-Star who Game. Who is actually an All-Star and I matters? Would, <laughs> I would get it if Manny Machado for some reason wasn't an All-Star. Let's just say he was the biggest name out there having this guy, but for some reason he just wasn't on the All-Star team. I would understand it, but the guy is at the All-Star game. This has done nothing but increase attention, eyeballs, and relevancy of the All-Star game because Machado was basically announced he was traded during the middle of the game after an interview that Ken Rosenthal had with him, and then Ken Rosenthal tweets out, hey, more certainly this deal is happening, it's, it's getting done. This just added to things. I don't understand where why Major League Baseball was so concerned about, oh, maybe we don't want this to get – no, this this makes the event because what we're getting from the All-Star game is, is strikeouts, home runs, strikeouts, home runs, strikeouts, home runs. It was exciting. We had a, we had a great moment, bottom of the ninth inning, Jeanette tying the game sure. right here. But, you know, obviously Manny Machado, where he's going, this is the All-Star game after all. People move on to the second half of the baseball season, and what every fan wants to know is – are my guys getting traded? Are we making a trade? Are we trading players away? What's going on? I want as a, I want to know. Are we trading Degrom? Are we trading Syndergaard? I want to give Familia away. Sorry, I just want to say that. No, and, I get and, it. and you're wondering who are you going to get? You know, yeah, where, where's the Bray going? Know, what's going to happen? Because yep. he's a guy that's going to be out there. That's all anybody wants. So now you're feeding that with this storyline. Well, that's the beauty of it. It happens in the game on a national platform, Fox Nationwide. It's not a news dump at nine o'clock in the morning ahead of the the end of the All-Star break, when everybody's gone back their separate ways, you have that one day off, right? The odd, the oddball Wednesday where there's nothing going on in the sporting world, or usually minimal uh, in the sporting world, and then you get back into your weekend series. So you start looking at that impact is lost because you're going to start having other deals, other rumors starting to circulate. Here, it's front and center. There's only one name that you're talking about, one push in the middle of, you know, the interviews have been fantastic. What what they've been doing from the booth with the players being mic'd up, the numerous images of Dave Roberts, the smilingest guy uh, in the world, because he knows what's going on. So tell me his back pocket isn't buzzing every six seconds with updates of what's going on with these rumors and, and how close they are to getting things done. So for Major League Baseball, like one of the big stories, and, and we'll talk about it as the show goes on, is the marketing of superstars. That's one of the big pushes this entire season has been, well, how do we get these guys over? You know, we talk about Bryce Harper and a would-be $350, $400 million deal. Well, last night, you have him perform on a big stage. Does it mean anything in the grand scheme? No, but it's one of your superstars having a huge moment that you're able to capitalize on and thrust into your all-star game. And then Manny Machado, who's... If you follow baseball, you know how good he is and what an impactful player he is. Unfortunately, he's been buried in Baltimore where they have him, Adam Jones, and a bunch of nothing most times. Chris Davis, who they decided, you were once a 50-home run guy. We'd love you not to play at all 
at this point <laughs> to show you where your franchise is. The 39 and a half games back in the AL East. That's right. Really, think about that for a second. 39 and a half at the at All-Star the break. break. Usually you look at the end of the season and go, man, how do you finish 40 games out of first place? No, they're 40 games out at the break. Right. At the break. Not even the Mets are 40 games so out. So he's being allowed to leave hell. Is really so Manny Machado becomes a not only a sympathetic figure, but because he goes to Los Angeles, people that already wanted to be angry about big market teams getting over and the Dodgers, and you know they can flex their muscle at how about a fresco on Twitter at Swollen Dome on Twitter and, and have their say. So for baseball, it just gets everybody fired up as you get into a second half, wondering what the next domino is that will fall. Be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith Show weeknights at 11 p.m. Eastern, 8 p.m. Pacific. I understand that he's 17 years old, 16 years old. And I, I don't know things that I said, maybe not when I was 16 or 17, but I don't know things that I said that were, effect, for whatever reason, when I was younger, when I was 10, 11, 12 years old. But the main thing is, don't hit send. Don't hit send. Don't do it. You're on Twitter. You're on Twitter. You are on Twitter. And you know what? You have to be smart enough to know, boy, you know, I've been on Twitter now. I'm, I'm a player in the major leagues now. I'm a pretty big deal. Uh, boy, you know, I think I tweeted some really hateful stuff. And I'm going to go and, and erase that off of Twitter so people don't bring it up. Now, granted, it may have been too late because there's people with, you know, many people with nothing else to do but go through old tweets of people because they think, let's see what this guy's really like. When you tweet something, when you say something, when you are a public persona, it lives forever. It lives forever. You know, and, 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 if you're 17, if you're 15, if you're 25, if you're 30, if you're 40, it lives forever. If it's one or two tweets and you can say, you know, I was kidding, it was this. Because we've seen that before. Some guys, hey, this tweet got out. What? What is this? Is this racial? Is this? No, this is my friend and I going back and forth. But you see one or two tweets, you're like, okay, I get it. But this is a number of them. A number of them. Badly racial, ba- I mean, I, well, we just a couple read of what them, some of them were. Yeah, a couple of them we can't read, but... No, many uh, of them one, we can't uh, Well, but, but a couple of them are, I, can be identified as lines from Chappelle's show. Right. They're, they're, yep. Again, yep. not that that should be floating on your, in, in your Twitter accounts and Twitter mentions, but certainly uh, references to TV shows and movies can be picked out of a few of them. Mm-hmm. But in the, in the end, it's still... A litany of just ridiculous uh, tweets from 17 to whatever year that stopped. I, we haven't vetted the account, and when you get in, and it, like we said, trying to get onto it now, all those tweets are protected. So whatever is out there, whatever's been screenshot, uh, I'm sure it'll make the rounds over the next 12 to 24 hours. Pretty much everything anybody's captured. I mean, that's the thing when you're when you're 17. Uh, look, it's enough for me to not want to give my daughter a phone. But I'm I'm thinking, is she going to need a phone when she goes to middle school? She's going to be you know 11 years old. Does she get one in middle school so she can call us or everything else? And you know, well, what kids are going to get into? And and uh, you know, I, I I think about that. When when can I give her a phone? When can I trust her to do that? When can I trust her to to be on social media? Will I ever trust her to be on social media? Because you think about that as a parent. And I worry more about you know the trouble that you can get into. I I think more of can somebody find you. You know, will a predator find you on the internet or something else? Will you do, and I worry about that part of it. I, I even thought to the point: What if 
you know, you, you give phones to people. I'm going to get on social media. I'm going to get on Facebook. I'm going to get on here, and I'm going to say these things. It's like, oh, my God. So um, normally when, when I think of worrying about social media for kids who are young, I think about what can be done to them. I don't think about this angle of it, that I'm going to say something so bad. And the thing is, we just had Josh Allen. We just had the Josh Allen stuff during the draft that came up. It was, whoa. You want to sign this guy? You want to draft this guy? People were waiting to put those tweets out there, stuff that he had a few years ago. He had to do big-time damage control on it. You would think that Josh Hader would know, oh, yeah, you know, I said that. And he said a lot of things. It wasn't like one or two things he talked about on Twitter with, with people where, oh, I forgot that one night we were drunk and I, I tweeted a couple of things I shouldn't have tweeted. No, this was stuff that uh, there's, there's many things on here that Josh Hader had that you got to say, hey, man, you know what, dude, this is – this is bad stuff, man. This is like suspended from Major League Baseball. This is like you're ruining your – people, you come entirely differently now and go, dude, what kind of guy are you, man? What yeah, kind we, of guy are you? Be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith Show weeknights at 11 p.m. Eastern, 8 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Before the game tonight, Rob Manfred talked about Mike Trout. Why does an MLB promote Mike Trout more, the best player in baseball, all the accolades? He hits a home run off a player. I forget who he homered off tonight, but it's not important. He hits a home run tonight, and you know the big talk conversation goes on, and we find out that before the game, Manfred said, hey, we've wanted to promote Mike, but he wants to do things his own way and certainly would have to work for both of us, but he really is not that into it. I don't get why Manfred would throw Mike Trout under the bus that way and say, oh, Mike doesn't want it. But the point is, is that generally, Major League Baseball players are boring. They're boring. They don't say anything. They're not quotable. If I have to listen to one more J.D. Martinez interview where the guy just goes, wow, he's great. Yeah, you know, I'm happy to be in Boston. Yeah, you know, the guys took to me right away. Generally, baseball players are boring. Generally. And I'm not, ta- I'm not even getting on the right. Ra- this is not about the racial aspect of it. But generally, ball players are boring. They don't say anything, mainly because they never say anything outside of baseball like NFL and NBA players are. None of them have the the thought about, hey, outside the box, I want to stand up for something I believe in because that's who we gravitate to. Hey, so-and-so is standing up and saying this, and they believe in this, and we get that from the NFL and the NBA. We don't get it in Major League Baseball. They don't stand up and say, hey, I'm getting outside the box here. I think this should be done. This The only time baseball players say anything incendiary is before is right after a brawl. Anytime, if a brawl happens or the unwritten rules of baseball are broken, that's when players get all salty and all kinds of crazy. That's why guys like Bryce Harper are great for the game because, yeah, is he the villain? But he's fun. We had so much fun talking about Bryce Harper last night. He was fun. His dad was fun. His dad is jacked, and he will kick your ass. Bryce Harper is fun, but there's not many guys like that. They're generally because they're boring and they don't say anything. Not even this aspect of it about promoting because you find out what's in somebody's past, but just as an offshoot of, boy, Major League Baseball players, they generally don't say anything. So when something like this comes up with Josh Hader, it's like, whoa, that's why this story is gaining so much momentum because if this was – uh, if this was a, uh, an NFL player or if it was an NBA player, yeah, we'd get on, we'd get into, it, we'd get into it. But this is, whoa, this is a baseball player. Well, this uh, baseball players don't say anything. 
They never say anything. Now we get this from Josh Hader. That's why this story gets amped up as much as it is because baseball players generally are quiet. They want to go. They want to play baseball, and that's all. So it's like, okay, I get why they don't promote their stars because the star you can't. You can't suddenly make me love Mike Trout because he's got this great win. If guys had personality, they'd be getting pushed. But that's why this story stands out so much. Well, when you look at baseball players and speaking out, you had Adam Jones of the Orioles made some statements back when Colin Kaepernick and, and the movement uh, that he started in San Francisco began to take shape and and talked about Major League Baseball and its racial composition and, and why you wouldn't have critical mass there. And you certainly just look at what the, the numbers are in terms of makeup of teams to see what, what he was getting at there. You've got some of the older statesmen of the game where they don't like things as, as you change. You know, a little bit of the get off my lawn, but maybe you'll have a Justin Verlander pipe up every now and again. But it's it's usually in an interview. It's not him mm-hmm. clicking away for 140 or 280 characters right. and, and putting it in print. It's the, here, you give me a microphone, you ask me for my thought, I give you that, and that's it. But those guys are, again, few and far between, and generally only once you've had yourself established in the game do you do you take any of those types of steps. And so certainly here you've got a young player on the rise, and you talk about how long it normally takes for guys to go through the minor league system, whatever. That stuff could sit for years before you, quote, make it, and suddenly you're, you're doing damage control, and for Hayter – uh, certainly he's now become the all-star story of the night, not the 10 home runs, not the thrilling extra inning game or Manny Machado getting dealt. It's now how does Major League Baseball respond to this? I'll tell you, I'm glad social media wasn't around when I was a kid. I'll tell you what, because you know what? Me stealing that mailbox, that completely would have been on. That would have been my, it. That federal crime would have been oh, it. Yeah, yeah. Jeff Hess, Syracuse, my best friend, he would have had Does he it. have any pictures? He'd be out there. No, no, no. Come on, pictures. What, are we carrying around Polaroid cameras? Maybe. Ching. Wait, wait, wait. Let me, let me wave it. Let me wave it. Let me wave it. No. He completely had it. And it would be me. I would put my face right on camera. Yeah, I got this mailbox. Look at me. <laughs> Yo, completely they would have had that. Jason Smith at 1130 tonight. <laughs> He'll still be celebrating that mailbox. Be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith Show weeknights at 11 p.m. Eastern, 8 p.m. Pacific. Joining us now from the All-Star Game. Yeah, half of the odd couple. He and Chris Broussard own the weekend airwaves here at Fox Sports Radio. Fox Sports 1's Rob Parker. Rob, what what do you make of what's going on with Josh Hader, this story that broke during the game and now following the game? Man, it is uh, a bad look, to say the least. And I know people could use the excuse, hey, I was only 17 and... I was only 16 and I was a kid and I was dumb and stupid. I, I bet you you could look at a lot of kids who were 16 and 17 and they wouldn't say the foul stuff that was said on his Twitter thing. And that's when, when people like to give people a, a pass or let them off the hook because of age or something. I, I, I don't believe that every 16 or 17-year-old kid is writing this kind of stuff. It is... Uh, Major League Baseball is a problem, and they'll have to address this. You know, what gets me about this the most, Rob, is that this is a guy who, when you're becoming a star, when anybody's becoming a star, they realize, hey, you know what? Boy, I said a lot of really bad things that I shouldn't say. Not not, not that this excuses anything, but i got to go back and clean that up and delete it. And you know, Josh Hader has to know, hey, I said some really bad things about gay people, and I used racial slurs. 
And the only reason you wouldn't delete them is if it was the thoughts were just second nature to you. And it was, oh, I, I never thought about it because I talked like that and said things like that all the time. Because uh, I know absolute, I would have to get rid of it. Absolutely. And that, that your point is so well taken because I don't think you need to go back and clean up your Twitter. Okay. Do you, do you know what I'm saying? Like, uh, and, and, and probably didn't even, you know, uh, uh, come to his mind to say, Hey, Hey, wait a minute, wait a minute. He says he's mature now, but he realized he doesn't realize that people know who you are. You're a star, you're an all-star baseball pitcher. And you have that stuff laying around. Um, wow. Uh, and, as, and as a teammate or somebody else, you'd have to look at this guy a different way. If I own, if I'm trying to do a an event and take out all stars in, in the community, can I take him to a to a community event? No, I can't. Can I get him a sponsor? Uh, want somebody to do an ad? Can we use? Can we use him, Josh Hader? No, you can't use him. Can't you can't use him? It's a bad, bad look. Well, we'll see how Major League Baseball responds. Certainly, Rob Manford, uh, not the end to the evening that he'd hoped for. What was an otherwise exciting game, the three-outcome game of record, uh, as we've talked <laughs> about all during 2018, Rob. Uh, but certainly Manny Machado and all the rumor, conjecture, speculation. You've been on L.A. airwaves a lot the last couple of weeks here at AM570 L.A. Sports. You know, How much did this start to take over the, the talk around the ballpark? Oh, big time. You know what I mean. Whenever a big player and a star player like Manny Machado is going to be moved and he's going to, you know, Los Angeles and didn't we see that town just get LeBron James 10 days ago, two weeks ago, whatever it's been, and now Manny Machado's coming to town and, and whether or not it's a rental or they can come to a deal and after free agency or whatever it is, he's coming to town to make the Dodgers a threat and a chance to go back to the World Series and maybe maybe win a World Series for the first time since 1988. So that's that's a big move. Everybody knew he was going to be on the move somewhere. Baltimore had to do something. But the Dodgers, that's a sexy story. That's a fable franchise. He's a big-time player, uh, a needle mover. I mean, it, it, it took over uh, guys talking about it, and uh, I, I believe that it's it's done and it's just a matter of uh, announcing it because they don't want it to overshadow the All-Star game. And unfortunately, like you said earlier, Jason, uh, you know, the hater thing <laughs> is, is already going to overshadow. They should push him out front and center right now. Here's Manny Machado in a Dodgers yeah. jersey. We stole it right off of Stripling's back. Rob Manfred right now with Manny Machado. with the Do- Hey, let's talk Manny to the Dodgers, everybody. Let's, let's say exactly. this out there. 100% anything to get this other story off the front, and uh, wow. Now, we, we heard Justin Frostberg told me that you were reprimanded on the field for running on the field after Aaron Judge's home run tonight. Is that true? <laughs> that is not true. No, not at all. But you, but you know what? I, I will say this, and I know we have a debate. We know how good Trout is. And Trout also hit a home run, and you know there's always an argument on who's the face of baseball. Is it Trout? Who's the best player? Is it Aaron Judge? who's the big home run hitter in the big city, or, or is it Bryce Harper, who, of course, had you know, was having a down year average-wise and won the home run derby in, in, in just fantastic fashion. Um, but Judge seems to, to perform on the big stage 
and give fans what they want. And I know Trout, uh, like I said, had a home run as well, but um, he hasn't disappointed. I think people weren't sure. You know, he had this great rookie year. He slumped some in the second half, finished strong. But I think I think now, as you look at a year and a half of work by Trout, you got. I mean, I mean by a Judge, you got to say this this guy is the real deal, and has done nothing but uh, excite fans and the uh, and the crowd and uh, noise or how loud they were for him compared to Trout. There was no doubt in my mind that more fans responded and were louder for Judge than they were for Trout. Our buddy Rob Parker, you see him on FS1's Undisputed. Hear him here on The Odd Couple with Chris Broussard on Sunday afternoons here on Fox Sports Radio. Follow him on Twitter at Rob Parker FS1. So continuing with the Mike Trout theme and, and the whole face of baseball, Rob Manford, another story that was kind of fun that he, he went and he, he went after Mike Trout a bit, saying, look, it's it's a two-way street. We can promote him and we can push him and give him a lot of run, but he's got to want to do things with us. That's one thing you certainly have seen from Aaron Judge is he embraces the pinstripes and all the media attention in New York. Mike, Mike Trout's Sadly, just another star in, in, in L.A. at this point with Machado now coming over the top and LeBron James and everybody else. No doubt about it. And, and that is, that, that's one of the things that I, that I agree is like you can't make somebody have a personality. And, and it, if Trout's not that guy and he's just not that personable and not that wanting to go out and, and have fun and do some other stuff, then it's, it's hard to sell a guy like that. And everybody doesn't connect. It doesn't mean... He's not a great player, not going to get accolades, but that doesn't mean that he will be the face. Just be, just because you're the best player doesn't mean you're the one that connects with the fans. And if you were to ask most uh, about Judge or Trout, I just don't think it's a contest. I think Judge has all those those characters, always has a smile on his face, always laughing, always just seems to have a bubbly personality and you know, hits the long ball. He does the things that fans like, and, and boy, did we see that tonight. It was the uh, home run derby part two, and I know there'll be some people complaining. All we saw was strikeouts or home runs, and they won't be happy, and then there'll be other people. I think people were happy. Um, the home run still moves the needle. It just does. The man who, after the game tonight, talked to Jacob DeGrom's agent about, hey, you should leave the Mets as soon as possible. You can follow him on Twitter at Rob Parker FS1. That's it, Rob Parker FS1. Rob, as always, buddy, appreciate it, my friend. We'll talk soon. All right, guys. Appreciate it. Thanks for having me on. See you, Rob. Be good, buddy. Great stuff there from Rob Parker. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com and within the iHeartRadio app. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, love at first, first listen. listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Carol G. Juan Gabriel. Christina Aguilera. What do these three have in common? You mean apart from impeccable style, chart-topping canciones, and drama? Facts, yes, all of the above are correct, but most importantly, they're some of the biggest Latin icons in the world. And they're just a few of the game-changing Latin stars we're covering in Becoming an Icon Season 2. 
Listen to Becoming an Icon on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball. From growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 